Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Thursday, June 23rd, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter and pitcher projections, and I analyze weather data in order to make one side pick and one total pick on every game that's played Monday through Sunday, though there are no Sunday shows. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same. It's my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, pose a few questions to think on, explain why the model or I like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. As I go through my plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so what I'll give you are loves, likes, and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, down day yesterday, still up for the week, about a 9% ROI on all of the official picks. So no complaints there. Uh, just a couple of quick updates. I tweeted out, I did some analysis yesterday in the time that it took to get the video up um, on how the first five plays were going, how the run lines were going. And the, the too long don't read version is that first five plays haven't, some of them been okay. Some of them have actually hurt. Uh, they, they haven't been an improvement. I, I've had reasons for doing those plays, but I kind of just want to stick to what uh, my strengths are. And it, it's not enough of a sample size to say that the first five plays are inherently worse, but it is enough to say fairly conclusively they are better. So there's really no need. Uh, for me to do those so i'll be making full game picks it doesn't mean I, I don't recommend the first five it's just not something that the model that i build has bullpens in it and so it's just not something that i'm personally putting out as the official pick obviously if you like a first five angle feel free to do it it's just not my uh, my strength and i want to stick to what i'm good at same thing with team totals uh, team totals have now balanced out i'll kind of mention a couple team totals every once in a while when i like a side and a total for most part, I'm just going to do a full game side pick and a full game total pick. You can hear that information. You can either pass. You can, if you like it, you can you can tail it. If you don't, you can fade it. Right? It's it's up to you. Uh, again, if if you if you disagree with kind of my logic on something, feel free to go the other direction. Like I said, I truly mean that. Uh, I, I'm simply here to uh, try to provide information uh, and and help out in any way that I can. And before we get to today's slate, some reminders: please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you're yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And the only way is to get your notifications on to ensure you don't miss any college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. I mentioned that college football content. Cousin Jared unable to be with us this morning, but we've talked about some college ball preview episodes. You know, some other people are starting to drop those. We've got some ideas. Probably going to record a couple for the All-Star break since there's no baseball action for those three days and drop those then. So if you like the college football, uh, he'll post some thoughts and some of what he's researched as well. He's, uh, I love college football. Uh, it's one of my favorite sports. Uh, it's, it's cousin Jared's uh, strong point probably. And so we'll have a couple college football episodes there to keep the, uh, keep the action going during the all-star break. And the last thing I want to say just about yesterday. Um, and I, and I kind of, I, I replied back in the comments and tweeted with a couple people about this. I'm always trying to learn. I'm always trying to get better. Uh, a couple things yesterday, I just kind of realized as it was happening, maybe some bad process. And so I, I want to make sure sometimes it's just bad luck that you lose. Sometimes it's, it's good process, bad results. You know, I, 
you know, kind of just some things on me, you know, a pick on the White Sox yesterday was kind of foolish. I, I outlined exactly why um, Gilito had been struggling and, and Stripling might be solid. And that doesn't mean I shouldn't have trusted the model, but I should have dropped that from an A to a B pick, you know. And so it's some, I see something like that. I'm like, hey, I just want to acknowledge, like, that's on me. I should have I, I laid it out there, and I've got to learn and get better at letting the grades reflect my true thought processes um, on that one. Talked about the first five. I think I had four first five plays yesterday, three of them went the same way in the first five as the full game. The other one I had first five, it lost first five, would have won full game. So hopefully now as we're going to full games, we'll avoid some of those frustrating situations. Of course, today, now that I do that, of these totals, right, there's going to be four of them that the full game loses and the first five would have won. But that's that's just kind of the breaks. At least uh, we'll be consistent in our process there. So uh, like I said, kind of a little bit of a frustrating day yesterday. But a day where I, I, I feel personally I learned some things, and that's what it's all about. I want you all to learn from me. I want to learn from you all or from whoever I can learn from. I think the uh, as all as, as we're learning and getting better, I'm always constantly trying to tweak the, the model, improve it, figure out new features to add, things like that. The the, the more uh, we can all learn, the better we'll be as a as a betting community. So uh, it's one that uh, no no day is truly wasted because even the bad days are something to learn from. So again, thankfully still up on the week, and hopefully we can get back to those winning ways today. A lot of things I like today: ten games. Many of them in the day games here start off with the Rockies at the Marlins, a 12-10 Eastern first pitch. That'll be a 10 a.m. pitch if you're watching this uh, as a Rockies fan back home in Denver. A lot of these 9 a.m. Pacific games if you're out on the West Coast. Hopefully you have time to listen. Hopefully you have time to listen before those games kick off. Uh, Kyle Freeland versus Braxton Garrett, two pitchers who – Freeland is a pitcher I think is probably pretty league average. The rating that I give him in the sheet today is a 105. 100 is league average with a standard deviation of 15. So about a third of a standard deviation below average. That's pretty rounding error. Um, and his numbers are pretty consistent. He has a four and a half ERA. Advanced metrics line up right with that. The projections about a tenth of a run higher than that. He's a solid pitcher. Not great, just okay. Garrett in his 13 innings, a high four ERA. Advanced metrics line up right with that. Projection may be a little bit better. On a per inning basis, these guys project about the same, just barely above league average. Garrett's rating gets a drop down because of the length. You obviously trust Freeland to go a lot deeper in the game than Garrett. These two pitchers are pretty similar. Model says the Marlins should be a minus 144 favorite. I will take a uh, flyer on the Rockies. Uh, the number that I locked in appears to be uh, plus 142. It's tough to say there's really a lot of value on either side at the way this is priced. I mean, I think the Marlins win this game. But I think at the plus odds, the Rockies may be worth a chance. If this can get up higher, maybe in the plus 145s, at least into the upper plus 140s, that's where this becomes a B-grade pick on the Rockies for me. I don't think it could ever really get to an A pick unless it got up to something that's never going to happen. But if, but if you're getting up towards, towards plus 150 at that point, I think it's worth that second unit just because the payout is so good for a game that, again, I lean Marlins. I think the Marlins are the better team. I like their offense. Uh, more than I like the Rockies offense, I like the bullpen a lot more than the Rockies bullpen. They're at home. So, I mean, they they are more likely to win, but it's all about the price. I think at the current prices, I'll take a flyer on the Rockies at plus 142. Just a lean, though. It's Again, there's not a lot of value right now. Who knows what that number will do? Who knows what that number will do by the time I can get this uploaded? And the total is eight. I'll go over this total of eight. 
I mentioned it yesterday and kind of mentioned it a little bit the day before. There just seemed to be a lot more runs than usual in this park. I don't know what's going on there. A couple of these parks, they have changed the dimensions on. I know of two. Maybe there's more. I just missed it. Um, but there's just more runs in this park than usual. I think eight's a little low. It is juiced pretty heavily. It's why it's only a B pick. If you could get this you know, in the minus 105 range, that's probably an A grade. If you go over seven and a half, it's an A grade. Yesterday's game went over even before the Rockies got some garbage runs. Uh, these two pitchers here, I mean, Pablo Lopez is fantastic. I mentioned that yesterday. The Rockies were able to get up early, uh, but couldn't get anything else off of him. No pitcher anywhere near that good as touching this game. Eight's just too low. I think it should be eight and a half, maybe even nine, maybe nine. It would obviously be juiced to the under at that point. Problem is over eight at minus 125 is fairly close to eight and a half anyway. So there's a little bit of value, just not a ton at this number. Again, depending on how it moves affects how I would view this later. I locked in over eight at minus 125. I think there's solid value in the over. Both pitchers are below average. I think I think there should be some runs. There's been plenty of runs in the series. I don't see why that really stops today, but not quite enough value to get to an A grade, in my opinion. 1220 Easter first pitch Giants at the Braves. Giants bullpen uh, last night blowing a game. Carlos Rodon has to be a little bit frustrated at that one. I uh, thought that one was in the bag for us there with the Giants B pick at plus odds. Couldn't quite get to the window with it as the Braves walked it off for three runs in the ninth. Today, y'all, it's one of the hottest games of the year right here. Starting off first pitch, 92 degrees. We're going to close. It should be about 97. Seven degrees and the winds will be blowing out to center field above 10 miles an hour up towards 15 miles an hour with gusts up towards 20 miles an hour is the projection i mean this is the ball is going to fly weather now i did look at the fly ball rates for alex wood and kyle right neither one of them are extreme fly ball pitchers that's kind of their one saving grace they're gonna have to keep the ball on the ground I mentioned that yesterday Rodona and morton both did a very good job of keeping the ball on the ground for the most part and keeping runs at, at, at bay. I just don't think that's going to happen here today. I have an A-grade pick on the over. Nine is a gift in my opinion. This total should probably be 10. I'd still go over nine and a half, but at nine and a half, it drops to a B-grade just because that push protection on nine. But like I said, this weather is, I mean, the ball is going to fly out today with that wind blowing out and the heat. I mean, if, if any fly ball, you get, you're going to have to hold your breath. I mean, pop flies, it's going to feel like holding your breath. You know, pop flies in Fenway, right? The righty hits a pop fly, pulls it, and you're like, oh, my gosh, is that going to be home run? That's going to feel like every fly ball today. Nine is way too low. Y'all know I did, did tons of unders. I love me my unders early on in the season, but now the weather has flipped. It's time to start playing more overs. I've been doing that more lately. I really love this overnight here. I like both these pitchers. I like Alex Wood and Kyle Wright. Y'all know I've heard, y'all heard me talk about these guys. A lot, if you've been listening in the last you know, month or two, I love both these pitchers, but this is just massive hitting weather. Overnight, a great pick for me on that total. I project Wood about a full run better than his ERA. So take note of that. There's a reason why these two guys in the sheet, their grades are pretty similar. And I love Kyle Wright. He's been fantastic. His advanced metrics are fantastic. His projection gets better every time out. I feel like a broken record with him. I love this kid. Alex Wood, though, I, I, I think is better than that 430 ERA. His advanced metrics say it should be in the low threes. So I don't think there's a huge starting pitcher edge for the Braves here. There is a huge edge in the bullpens, though. You saw it last night. I always talk about I love this Braves bullpen, and this Giants bullpen is just, just very average after being so good last year. Braves offense, not quite as good as we thought it might be, not as good as it finished last year, but still above average. 
I think the Braves are the side to be on here. The model says it should be Braves minus 150. I will lock in the Braves minus 149 with a B grade. And this is as high as I want to go for a B pick. If you can drop down further on the minus 140s, I like that better. But if you're looking at a pick that crosses into that low minus 150, it drops a full letter grade down to a C pick because the price is just too high. I think the Braves decide to be on, like I said, I love Kyle Wright, but I don't think he's going to outmatch Alex Wood a ton today. I think the biggest edge the Braves has have is being home, better offense, better bullpen. And so for that reason, or for those reasons, I like the Braves at the 149 price. Just a B grade pick for me, though, because you are paying a little bit there. It's, it's, it's starting to lose its value here at this number. Um, if it drops into the minus 130s for some reason, now that turns into an A grade pick because I think you got a lot more value. But right now, a little bit of value here on the Braves, B pick for me, and a lot of value, in my opinion, on the over. This total of nine makes no sense. As much as I love these starting pitchers, this is not – you know, the Garrett Cole, Shane McClanahan type, or even Carlos Renon. I think Carlos Renon is a much better pitcher than both of these guys. As good as these guys are, it's going to be really hard to keep the ball to park today. I love that over nine there in Atlanta. 12.35 Eastern first pitch, Dodgers at the Reds. Got that run line A-grade winner. It's like one of only three, I think, all season. The run lines have just been so bad to us. Um, today in Cincinnati, you know, not as, as extreme as a scenario as Atlanta. But it's going to be a warm one. We're going to be in the low 80s to start, mid-upper 80s to close. Wind blowing out to right field, almost 10 miles an hour all, all games. So not quite as friendly with the weather, but you have a massive hitter's park already in Cincinnati. So you have a header-friendly park on a warm day and, and a breeze blowing out. Another recipe for a ton of runs. The total's nine, and again, I think it's too low. I'm going with an A pick. Over nine at minus 105. I know that Clayton Kershaw is involved. I know that Clayton Kershaw is good. This isn't, I'm not breaking any news there. But the Reds tend to put up a couple runs and they can give up a lot of runs. I just think there's no way this stays low scoring enough. At, at minimum, in this game, at minimum, it's going to be a situation where we're close to that nine run mark and we have a shot at it. And that's always a good feeling. Doesn't mean it won't go over again. There's no locks in gambling, but it's, at least in the Giants-Braves, as much hitting weather as it is, both pitchers are good enough that if it does finish at that 4-3 to three score that last night's game did, I'd be like, okay, we aren't going to win them all. That happens. I'd be kind of surprised if this game finished 4-3. I feel like we're going to at least get eight runs, be flirting with that ninth run, like worst-case scenario, reasonable worst-case scenario. Kershaw's going to have to shut out, shut out the Reds in order for this not to go over. He's very good. It's possible, right? So, I mean, if you're worried about that, maybe you take a team total with the Dodgers, and, of course, Probably going to be looking at five and a half, maybe even six, which is a lot tougher of an ask. But with this weather and that Dodgers offense, I just think there's going to be runs of plenty everywhere you look. Uh, again, I love Kershaw. He's fantastic. Probably not going to be able to up, keep up that low two ERA. But the advanced metrics have him in the upper twos. So it's not like it's a mirage and he's you know due to really come crashing back to earth. He's pitched really well in his seven games this year. Projects really well. I mean, not much to say about Kershaw. Hunter Green, on the other hand, not as bad as that low five ERA, but just kind of very average. I think that projection of him right at league average is pretty fair. Obviously, a ton of upside. And a guy who's got a lot of variability, a guy who can go out and pitch really well, and a guy who can also get hit around a lot, um, that's pretty par for the course for young pitchers. But at this point, not one of those young guys, um, you know, like a George Kirby last night that I, that I think can really go down and dominate. Not quite there yet on his development. And, of course, he's hindered by playing in such a hitter's park. These Dodgers score a lot of runs off of them. But I think the Reds can score off of Kershaw. You just, Like I said, you just need some routine fly balls in that park with a 
mid 80 degree day and the wind's blowing out. I think runs are plenty. I love the over nine. With regards to the side, I'll take the Reds at plus 208. The price is too high, in my opinion. The Dodgers uh, should be a minus 192 favorite, according to the model. And I think that's about right. I think this upper one's about two number is right. I'd be comfortable playing the Dodgers if the number started with a one um, or the equivalent on the run line, if that's your thing. Again, usually those are tied very well, and it's very rare that you have a, a, a massively different edge on one than the other. It's usually about the same edge. So if, if that number was down and the number started with a one, I'm very comfortable playing the Dodgers. I'm very comfortable playing the run line here. But as much as as, as as much as I like Kershaw and think he's great and this Dodgers offense is fantastic and obviously they have a huge bullpen edge, it's just too much on the road with this hitter's park hitting weather. There's just too much of a who-knows-what's-going-to-happen type game. Um, we've seen the Dodgers struggle at times with bad teams. That happens in baseball, right? The, the Yankees, I think, this year are the only team that that really hasn't happened with. And I say that, and I think they might have actually lost two out of three to the Orioles at one stretch. I mean, you just never know with baseball. And the point being, when you end up in a situation where just everybody's going to score runs because of the park and the weather, it's just it's just tough to lay a huge price. Minus 230 in the Dodgers. The Dodgers probably win this game. It's just too much. And like I'm always saying, just my personal thought, just something to stew on. If, if you're parlaying big money lines, make sure that the money line has value in and of itself before you add it to the parlay. In my opinion, adding the Dodgers to a parlay, you're increasing your payout only a tiny bit, but you're increasing your risk more than the payout. So it's just one that I think it's either red to those big odds or pass. You don't have to play every game, pass on it and say, I'd like the Dodgers, but the odds just aren't there. It's not worth it. And focus on the under and just root for runs would be my take. I just think the price is too high on the Dodgers. As much as I do still think they win, I just think there's too much who the heck knows with baseball. So I'll take a flyer on the Reds at plus 208 and hope for a big payday there on that one. Just to lean, though, not one I'm overly confident in. I, you can never be confident backing a rookie mediocre pitcher versus Clayton Kershaw. So just to lean on the Reds there, uh, mainly because the value of the price. 1235 Eastern first pitch, Cubs at the Pirates. It'll be about 80 degrees throughout the day. In Pittsburgh, a slight breeze out, only about five miles an hour, so a fairly neutral environment with regards to the weather. Justin Steele versus Jose Quintana. Uh, Steele's a pitcher I like. He's definitely above average. His ERA is 427. The advanced metrics say it should be about a half run lower. He projects right in between those two numbers. Above average pitcher, not great, but good. Jose Quintana. A 366 ERA. Advanced metrics say it should be a little bit higher. Projects about the same at this point. We're kind of uh, coming to a, a balancing point here at the point of the season where we kind of know what we're getting with these pitchers. Both these pitchers are good, not great. One's a little bit overperformed, one's a little bit underperformed, but it's rounding error really to say who's better, in my opinion. What we do know is that neither offense is good and uh, neither bullpen is good. If the pitchers are about the same, the Pirates should have an edge just based off the fact that they're home. The model says Pirates minus 123. That's 55% one probability. It, it, it's bumping it up. Sometimes I try to look and figure out how the model came up with the number. It did. It's bumping it up because the fact that the Cubs in general just have not been a profitable team. And so the model looks back the last 30 days and says, if you just blindly back this team every single game, would you be up or not? And the degree would you be up or down? It's kind of It starts kind of tilting. Uh, the output a little bit more, just kind of saying, hey, the prices are, are are not adjusting quick enough. So it's not a big jump, just a little bit. That's, I think that's kind of how it got to Pirates at 55%. But 
But even if you said five, Pirates 53%, if you said, look, the offenses, the bullpens, the starters are all equal. Again, offense is both bad, bullpens both bad, pitchers both solid. Pirates 53%. I have no idea how the Cubs are favored in this game. It makes no sense to me. Pirates plus 103 is an A-grade pick. I don't know what else to say on that. I don't know how the Pirates are – I mean, how the Cubs are favored in this game. That doesn't mean the Cubs don't win. Again, I, I think the, the true number should be somewhere between Pirates 53% and 55%. But Pirates plus 103 means if they went 50% of the time, it's a positive expected value play. If it's between 53 and 55, it's it's got a lot of value. So A-grade pick from the Pirates, I, I mean, neither one of these teams in this situation um, deserves the respect that the Cubs are getting today. Uh, as good as they looked yesterday, they looked just as bad the first games of the series. The total is eight. I'll take a flyer on the under, a, a lean at minus 105. I think it's priced pretty well. I think eight's about right. I feel like this is a, a four to three type game, maybe a five to three type game. I'll lean a little bit under, uh, but mainly that's just because these pitchers, these starting pitchers are the best thing that's going to happen this game, and the offenses aren't very good. Um, you could look first five. Again, I haven't had a ton of success with those first five totals. They've been very break even. The problem is, is you're, it's priced in. Right. So it's not like in the first five that they don't know the same thing that we know, that these starting pitchers are much better than the bullpen. So you're having to pay the premium for it, which is going to hurt your ROI there. So I'll take a lead with the under, but I think it's priced pretty well. My main focus on this one is the Pirates. I think at plus odds, I think even at short minus odds, you know, if you're getting a minus 105 on the Pirates, I think that makes a ton of sense. Still an A grade play. Once you get into the minus 110s, it drops to a B pick, depending on how the number moves throughout the day for you. 110 Easter first pitch Guardians at the Twins. A ton of runs the other night, a ton of runs last night and tonight. And last night you didn't really have great hitting weather. It was more pitcher friendly, especially as the night went on. And that didn't stop those teams from scoring. Today you have great hitting weather. It's going to start off at 88 degrees, close in the mid-90s. Winds will be blowing across to start off, but by the end of the game, the wind's going to start shifting towards more out to left field. So it's going to get hotter and that wind shifting a little bit more out could really help the hitters in this one. Two pitchers who I don't think are very good, Zach Plesak and Devin Smeltzer. Plesak has a 441 ERA. The advanced metrics say it should be 4.6. The projection's right around that ballpark. I think at this point we kind of know what we've got with him. He's somewhere between okay and bad. Obviously, depending on how you feel about him there, affects kind of how you feel about the side and the total. Um, but it, we have enough data there to say he's just mediocre at best. Devin Smeltzer... A 350 ERA. Advanced metrics say that should be in the fives. Not a pitcher who I expect to continue pitching as well as he's done. I think it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. I think in this weather, the way the Guardians have been scoring here for the most part of late, I think the Guardians score plenty of runs on him. Again, two below average pitchers on a hot day. Runs happening last night when it wasn't great hitting weather. I love this over nine and a half. It's minus 120, A grade pick. I don't care. I'd go over 10. With an A-grade pick, I think this number should be 10.5. I don't see how the pitching in this game matches up with the hitting and how much the hitting is going to benefit from this weather. I know we don't see a lot of 10.5s outside of Cincinnati, Wrigley, and Coors, of course, but this is kind of the setup where you have two offenses that are above average. An offense last night for the Twins without Buxton was still able to put up 10 runs. Uh, two pitchers yesterday for the Guardians and Twins who were better than the two pitchers tonight bullpens being worn out based off of all the uh, you know extra innings a couple nights ago and the fact that the starters haven't gone deep. I mean, 
these bullpens are in shambles. The weather is hot. These pitchers are good. I'm telling y'all, over nine and a half. I don't love nine and a half going over as much, but this number I think is a full run short. Even at 10, I love it. It may land 10, you may push, but I think there's going to be a ton of runs here today in Minnesota. And with regards to the side, the model says the Twins should be a minus 106 favorite. The model's saying the Twins win this game 52% of the time. The price I'm seeing is Twins minus 127. That's way too steep. In my opinion, Plesak's a better pitcher than Smeltzer. Again, I don't really trust either one of these guys. and I know the ERAs would disagree, but just based off the advanced metrics and the projection, the Guardians have the better starting pitcher. According to the model, the Guardians have a better bullpen as well. They don't have a better offense, but I think this is kind of a coin tossy type game. Maybe give the Twins a little bit of an edge for, of course, home field. But Guardians plus 117, that's an A-grade pick for me. I think there's going to be a ton of runs, and I'll take the team with the better pitcher in what will be a slugfest. It's about as low as I want to go on the price for an A-grade. If it starts dropping um, in, uh, to really below minus 115, uh, that becomes a B pick for me. Obviously, I like a little bit better odds here, but I think the Guardians are the way to go here. They've been a profitable team as of late. They're a young team. They're starting to really get things clicking, in my opinion. I think they score a ton of runs today. I think they put up something like seven. And at that point, they just got to hope the Twins don't score eight, which they might. They're, again, there are no logs in gambling. And again, I think this is a coin tossy type game, but plus 117 offers way too much value to pass up. A great pick for me on the Guardians. A great pick for me on the over nine and a half. I'd even take an A grade over 10 if that's the number you're seeing. 210 Eastern first pitch. Cardinals at the Brewers could not get that under last night. Missed it by half a run. That was a frustrating loss there. Had under eight and a half and it got to nine. Today, the total is nine and a half. And I'm going to go back to the under again. There's a day game there in Milwaukee, but the temperatures aren't hot. These two pitchers aren't great, but nine and a half is just a little bit too much, in my opinion, for the fact that both offenses can really kind of be lulled to sleep here. Hudson projects still to be below average. He's having a great season, so don't get me wrong there. 330 ERA, but the advanced metrics on the season still put him at four and a half. So that's just my take on Hudson. It's not that I think he's bad. It's just he's been lucky this season. The projection is pretty pretty right on line with the advanced metrics. Maybe average, but I just don't think he's anywhere near as good as that 331 ERA is. I think that's a little bit of smoke and mirror with results. But, again, facing a what's now a below-average offense in Milwaukee doesn't mean I don't think he'll have success. I just don't know if he will dominate. Jason Alexander, kind of a similar story. Four games, a 242 ERA, but the advanced metrics say it should be in the low fours. Neither pitcher do I really trust, but I think – that both pitchers can do okay enough to keep this under nine and a half. I was really expecting this total to be nine. I think that's the right number here because, again, I don't love either pitcher, but I don't really love either offense. To me, that sets up pretty well for say, the total is nine. Nine and a half, to me, just shows too much respect for these offenses. So I'll take an, I'll take the under nine and a half. It's minus 115. It's a B-grade pick. Like I said, the bottom line to me is I think this should be nine. I think we get a little bit of value here. Not a lot. And I can't make this an A pick because, like I said, I just don't fully trust either one of these pitchers. But I do think both these pitchers are okay enough to keep us under what I think is a little bit of an inflated total given these offenses. With regards to the side, the model says this is a coin toss game, which offers no value on either side. I'll take a flyer on the Cardinals. Here's my logic on this. The model hasn't liked the Cardinals at all this year. 
The Cardinals are one of the bottom five teams with regards to my profitability on a team-by-team basis. And it comes solely from the fact that the model's constantly saying to fade the Cardinals. So when I see something like that and the model doesn't say fade the Cardinals, probably says we should back them. It's probably a decent spot. Cardinals have been pretty good this year. The model hasn't come around yet. I don't know if it will or not. I don't really love the price, though. So only a C-grade pick at Cardinals minus 108. I think we're having to pay a premium for the fact that Hudson's having a good season. He has the name recognition. But again, I don't think he's that much better than Alexander. He's better for sure. But I don't think by enough that on the road, the Cardinals should be this big of favorites. If this dropped down closer to even money, it'd be a B-grade pick. At 108, I just don't think there's great value in it. Uh, but I think the Cardinals are probably the side I want to be on. Again, the model constantly fades them, so if the model doesn't say fade them, I'll take the Cardinals. Only a C-grade pick for me there. Again, that B-grade pick on the under 9.5 in Milwaukee. 335 Easter first pitch, Mariners at the A's. Things were at least okay on the total yesterday on this one until the fifth inning, and then the wheels fell off. This A's team... I was thinking about this yesterday. This A's team is a team that early on in the season were priced like they were going to lose 120 games. And we backed the A's several times. And it was pretty profitable because they started off playing not that bad. And then as the season moved along, we're starting to realize the A's might be a 120 loss type team. (laughs) Overall, we haven't been bad on the A's because for the most part, other than that early season stretch where the prices were just insane, we haven't backed up a ton. But backing them last night, um, I don't want to say a foolish endeavor because Blackburn's been good, but I mean, this A's team is just not good. They will win again, but they're not a team you really want to be supporting at this point. I don't know what else to say about the A's. I mean, losing that bad with Blackburn on the hill at home is just kind of the cherry on top for how bad the A's have looked this last month. I'll try it again today with another good pitcher in Montas. I guess the guy at right who we've liked to fade, of course, at some point I think the number's kind of catching up on Ray. I think people are kind of realizing that he is, again, good, not great. It'll be a warm one today in Oakland, low 80s, winds blowing out to right center field at about 10 miles an hour. So it'll kind of turn what's an extreme pitcher's park into maybe a more neutral park. It is a big park. It keeps the ball in play. It's got a lot of foul ground. But with warmer weather and the wind blowing out, maybe it's a little more neutral than extreme pitcher friendly like it normally is. Model says Mariners minus 128. I'll take the Mariners at minus 128 with a C-grade pick. It's not one that I feel extremely confident on because I don't really love backing Ray, and I don't really love fading Montas, but you just see how bad the A's have looked lately. Their offense is atrocious. As much as I've liked fading Ray, it's he's had you know an inning or two each game for the most part where he struggled, but I don't know how you struggle against this A's offense. So I don't, I, I don't see him having those type of problems. With regards to total, total seven, I'm going to go over seven, and I'm giving this an A-grade pick. I think that this total should be higher based on the weather. I think both these pitchers are getting just a little bit too much respect here. I think we can get to seven. That at least gets us the push. Under seven here is just absurd. I do like Montas. I think he's good. There's really not much to say about him. Um, kind of what you see is what you get. But this Mariners offense, while it can be up and down, you saw last night, I mean, putting up nine runs themselves. I don't necessarily think they get nine off of Montas, but Montas isn't 
that much better than Blackburn. I think the Mariners can get some runs. And again, I just I look at the total of seven and I say this total should be seven and a half and maybe even eight. We have good pitchers, not great pitchers, and you have a really bad A's bullpen. So it, we have that in our back pocket that unless Montas goes eight, right, we're going to get some innings from a rough A's bullpen here. It's going to stay warm throughout the day, so it's not like we have to get our runs early. If they don't come early, they can go late. Again, seven just way too low. So I'll go over seven on this. This is purely a the number is off pick. I think what's going to happen in this game is a lot of – and I could be wrong again. I'm wrong a lot. Right, like I make a lot of picks, try to again, try to assess when I'm wrong, where I'm wrong, because uh, I had a bad thought process, and let's adjust that thought process or where the model's going wrong. Try to fix that right. So when I'm wrong, I try to assess it. Sometimes again, it's wrong. Just the process was right, but the result was bad. Don't want to change. You got to we try to assess. That. I'm gonna be wrong a lot for sure. I want to make sure we're clear with that. But I think a lot of people are gonna look at this game and say. Robbie Ray, Montas, the Mariners and A's offense suck. It's a big park, and they're going to hammer that under seven. And I just think it's fool's gold. I think it's very misleading. I think people aren't considering the fact that Ray's 425 ERA is not that far off from where he probably should be. Maybe it's a tiny bit inflated, but I mean, you're talking about tenths of a run at that point. You're talking about a Mariners offense that I don't think is as bad as it gets credit for. You're talking about an A's bullpen that is bad. Talking about, again, a warmer day, ball's going to carry. When people – what happens, the reason why these totals stay low a lot of times in Oakland is when guys get into the ball, it dies at the warning track because it's cold. You know, those night games, it's like 65 degrees there, right? It's not 80. You know, wind blowing out, usually the wind dies down at night and the wind's, you know, two, three miles an hour blowing out. Keeping up at 10 miles an hour, just that little extra bit. I just think everything lines up for an over. People are going to be on the under because they're just going to say these offenses are bad. I mean, if last night didn't go under, I don't really see how this one does. I kind of think – I think Kirby's probably as good, if not better, than Ray is. So I, I think the A's at least have a chance to score a couple runs here. Uh, I see this being something like, you know, six to two Mariners – not gonna say there's gonna be 12 runs, but I think I think something like six to two mariners makes a lot of sense. I think seven's too low. Like I said, I think this total should be seven and a half. I think we could get that push at seven, worst case. So I love going over a great pick for me there in Oakland. To the night games, the game of the night, the series of the weekend here, Astros at the Yankees. This one should be fantastic to watch. It'll be a chillier night in New York. We have warm weather across the country. Had warmer weather here now as we've had late June, but now in New York it'll be low 70s to start, upper 60s to close. So you have a little bit of a different environment with regards to a lot of run scoring environment in some places, but it'll be a pitcher-friendly environment there in New York and, a, and what's really a pitcher-friendly park in the Bronx. Winds will be blowing in from center field as well, only about five miles an hour, so it shouldn't affect things too much, but nothing really pointing to offense there. And two pitchers. That are fantastic. Frumber Valdez is having another fantastic season. His advanced metrics are not that far behind his sub three ERA. I don't know what else to say about him other than he's having a great year. I think he's only had one really bad start. He's had a couple times where he's looked rough, but he's been able to battle through it. For the most part, he's been fantastic. Talion, also fantastic. ERA matching Frombers. Doesn't project as well, but his underlying metrics match up exactly with Valdez, I really like both these pitchers. I back them in a lot of different ways. They've been profitable for us. And I don't think it's fool's gold. I think they are legit. 
cooler night, legit pitchers, maybe a slight breeze blowing in. The total of eight and a half makes zero sense to me. I'm hammering this under here with an A-grade pick. Again, no locks in gambling, but this total should be at least eight. And even at eight, I go under. Really, I think if it's eight, I think you should have to pay a huge price on the juice to go under, or I think it should be seven and a half. I know these offenses are fantastic, but you look back at the Astros, they've played some games that have gone over the numbers like seven, but they haven't gone over the numbers like eight and a half and nine. Yesterday was a prime example of that. The Astros scored four runs in the first four batters yesterday, and they win that game five to three. The Astros' bullpen can be up and down, but they've gotten it done this year. The Yankees' bullpen's looking pretty good. Again, I know these offenses are great, but I think both of these teams can play lower-scoring games if the conditions are right and if the pitchers are right. And that's what we have tonight. I love this under eight and a half. I think it's inflated because people are talking about these offenses and they are great. But, you know, I haven't looked at the, at the look ahead forecast here, but, you know, if you got a Saturday day game or a Sunday day game and it's hot and the wind, you know, 90 degrees and the right pitchers, I mean, heck yeah, let's go for the over. But I mean, eight and a half is way too inflated for the situation. Under eight and a half A grade for me there. And with regards to the side, the model says Yankees minus 140 and I'm constantly talking. I don't fade the Astros often. It has nothing to do with me being a fan of them. It has to do with the fact that they're a good team and the models picked up on that and backing them has been mostly profitable. But the Yankees, every time there's a Yankees edge, I love it. The Yankees have been our most profitable team. Uh, models is minus 140. This price of minus 122 makes absolutely zero sense for me. I tweeted this out when the lines hit. I, again, I have no idea what it is right now. I'm not looking right now. By the time I, this gets uploaded or later in the day, I have to assume this is going to be higher. As much as I like Framber Valdez and as much as his offense for the Astros is really rolling, the Yankees at home, they still have a better offense than the Astros. Uh, Talion is not that much worse than Valdez. This number, the way the Yankees are playing right now, <laughs> just makes no sense to me. Um, the, and, and I'm going to talk about this with the Dodgers too. The Dodgers and the Astros both, if you blind back them over the last 30 days, you'd lose money. They're good, but they're being priced a little bit too high. The Yankees, on the other hand, are not that way. The Yankees have been playing so well that just blindly backing them is profitable. That's how well they're playing. The prices have been high. So the reason I say that isn't to say blind back the Yankees. It's to say that even at the prices that we normally see with the Yankees, they are still outperforming that. Minus 122 makes zero sense to me. I'm all over the Yankees. A great pick. It hurts my heart as an Astros fan, but... I just think there's a lot of value in the Yankees, way too much value to pass up on here. I think it should be a good game, but this really feels like a 4-2 Yankees type win, in my opinion. 18 Eastern first pitch Orioles at the White Sox. Start off in the mid-70s in Chicago, close around 70 degrees, a slight breeze blowing in, only around five miles an hour. Dean Kramer versus Johnny Cueto. Both of these pitchers have ERAs in the twos. Both of them, the advanced metrics, say it should be in the upper threes, and both of them project to be in the mid four. So an interesting thought process with both of these pitchers. Both of them are for sure pitching. The results are better than their pitching. Both of them are very unlikely to continue with these type of results. That said, the question you have to ask yourself is are these pitchers more close to their underlying metrics, which say that they should have ERAs in the upper threes, or are they closer to the projection where both of these guys project to be in the mid fours? 
that's, I think, the question you have to ask yourself here. The White Sox, of course, have an edge on the offense, and they have an edge in the bullpen. As good as the Orioles' bullpen has looked, I still think the White Sox' bullpen is better. Model says White Sox minus 169, so I'll take the White Sox at minus 151 with an A-grade pick. Thankfully, Giolito isn't on the hill. As good as he's been over the last couple years, he's definitely lost it. Cueto, on the other hand, I think I have I, – I don't know with Grummer being such a small – sample size with him i really don't know so my question earlier for me the answer is i don't i don't know if he's more of an upper three or a mid four type guy but with cueto i think his projection's a little bit too high the reason i say that is cueto's a guy who has a lot of history behind him but a pitcher who uh, has been injured and so sometimes the projection docks a little bit from that because he hasn't been pitching he's also a guy who kind of like tends to reinvent himself every couple of years with a new pitch and a new wonky thing he does with his delivery um so I think I think that he's probably closer to his underlying metrics of an upper three ERA rather than a mid four. And so with that said, I feel pretty comfortable back in the White Sox here. I think they have a better starting pitcher, better bullpen, better offense. They're at home. It's an A grade pick for me. I think 151 is way too uh, price way too low. It's an A pick. It's about 155. At that point, once you cross into the upper 150s or into the lower 160s, I think you're starting to lose value having to pay a premium. Drops to a B grade pick. Again, model says White Sox minus 169. If that's a little too friendly because the model just doesn't like the Orioles for some reason, I still think there's a lot of value at this number, which is why I said I'm very comfortable with this, even as a B pick into the upper 150s and minus low 160s. Once you get to about 165, though, it's a lot tougher of an ask because if there is any anti-Orioles bias in the model, you've really lost all the value if you're having to lay a price like that. I think the White Sox are the right side. Minus 151 is a gift, in my opinion. A great play for me. And on the total, it's nine. I think it's priced very well at nine. I think nine is the exact number I would do. I'll take the over because the odds at plus 105. It it, it basically over nine plus 105 is pretty equivalent to you're probably going to end up seeing some eight and a half throughout the day. And I'll go over eight and a half because I think nine is the right number. I don't think either starting pitcher is fantastic. The weather's just kind of like very neutral. To me, everything's just kind of run of the mill June game. Total should be nine, in my opinion. Um, I don't see – it's really hard for me to isolate anything and pick up anything and say, oh, well, it's because of this that the total should be either nine and a half or eight and a half. So if I think the total should be nine, I'll take over nine because the plus 105. And again, it's kind of equivalent to going over eight and a half, which I think is kind of the same thing. I think there's some value there. It's not what I love because I'm not sure if the Orioles score that much off of Cueto. And again, the Orioles bullpen keeps overperforming. So I can easily see this game going under. I just think nine is the right number. So I'll take the plus odds at plus 105 with a lean there on the over. In the last game of the night, the one late game, 940 Eastern. First pitch, Phillies at the Padres. Got another A-grade winner with the Padres yesterday. Got an A-grade under with the Phillies yesterday. So both these teams were good to us. It'll be a normal night in San Diego. Start off around 70 degrees, close in the mid-60s. A slight breeze blowing in or across, only five miles an hour. So it'll play like it's standard hitter-friendly park. Ranger Suarez versus Joe Musgrove. Musgrove is fantastic. Not as good as that 160 ERA, but his advanced metrics are in the upper twos. I mean, it's not really a big mirage other than at some point he's going to give up some runs because pitchers do that. But, I mean, fantastic season. I mean, definitely eyeing in the conversation for the Cy Young. He's been outstanding as projection continues to improve each time out. Again, some of the best underlying metrics that we've seen of the season for these guys with, you know, 70-ish innings pitched. 
Ranger Suarez, on the other hand, a 443 ERA. Advanced metrics and projection are a little more friendly than that, but not by much. I mean, you have a very average pitcher in Suarez, as good as he was last year down the stretch, versus a fantastic pitcher in Musgrove. These offenses are probably a wash. The Padres' bullpen, as shaky as it is at times, still has some talent. It's probably still better than the Phillies' pen. Padres at minus 141 is way too low. My opinion, A-grade pick. The Padres, I've got them at minus 155, and that seems about right. Padres are at home. Even without Machado, if he's not in, I think the I think the offenses are probably about a wash. I think they're probably about a wash either way. I think without Machado, all of a sudden the Phillies offense may be a tiny bit better. Without Machado or with Machado and the Padres offense is a tiny bit better. But I think a lot of times people overestimate the impact of one player. Um, it's kind of like a rounding error. You just you never really know how the matchups are going to work and the left-handed, right-handed stuff. And I mean, again. Machado's really good. Don't get me wrong. It's just uh, my point being we're going from Padres offense a little bit better to a little bit worse than the Phillies, but it's it's so rounding error and the variability of game to game. It's it's kind of a wash. The offenses are more or less pretty equivalent. Again, bullpens may be equivalent. Model gives the Padres a slight edge. Padres are at home. And then again, you just have a huge edge with Musgrove. I don't understand why this is 141. It's an A grade pick for me. It's an A-grade pick for sure up to minus 145. The upper minus 140s to minus 150 is that A minus B plus. It's You're paying a little bit more of a premium, so it's a little bit tougher of an ask. But I really like this Padres team. It's, it's, it's just kind of a, a, a tough call there. Once you get to minus 150 and a low minus 150s, I'd still back the Padres, but only with a B-grade pick. As again, the price just – a lot of the value has been sucked up. Total seven. I'll go under seven. It's even money. I like it. I'll go with a B grade pick. I just can't get to an A pick. An A pick for me on under seven is a game where I'm like, this number should be six and a half. And I just can't quite say that with Suarez involved. I can't quite say that with these with these bullpens just as kind of inconsistent as they can be. Again, I think both bullpens are fine. They're just, just not quite there. And again, Suarez just isn't quite that. Suarez is fine. It's just, I just can't quite get there. I like the under. Uh, I think... There's a, there's a case to be made that this total should be six and a half. So for me, that makes under seven a B pick, but it's not a slam dunk where I'm like, I have no idea why this isn't six and a half. That would be an A grade pick. So I think under seven, even money offers a lot of value. B grade pick for me there. I think it's the right side, but it's just can't quite get there to an A grade personally. All righty. And that is all of the games. A recap of the A picks. I'll take the over nine at minus 110 and Giants Braves. Take the over nine at minus 105 and Dodgers Reds. I'll take the Pirates at plus 103 at home against the Cubs. I'll take the Guardians at plus 117 and the over nine and a half at minus 120 in their game at the Twins. I'll take over seven at minus 110 and Mariners A's. I'll take the Yankees at minus 122 and the under eight and a half at minus 115 at home against the Astros. I'll take the White Sox at minus 151 against the Orioles and I'll take the Padres at minus 141. At home against the Phillies. 10 games, 10 A picks. Let's go for seven and three. I don't want to get too greedy, right? But I'll say seven and three in those A picks. A nice little profitable day for us here on this Thursday. That's my it's my I'm, I'm putting that into the atmosphere, getting those good good vibes going for us. And that's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website www.pakeswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will probably see you tomorrow. Still no labor yet for Mrs. Professor. 
Never know, though. I'll update y'all on Twitter if that changes. But until then, whenever I see you again, whether it's tomorrow, whether it's Monday, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>